Here we are, back again. You know, I got to say, this is an episode, man, I've been looking forward to. Jamie Wicks. A lot of people aren't going to know who you are. They're like, who's this handsome, tattooed, (laughs) gangster-looking guy? So, Jamie, you are such a key figure inside of this organization. And I got to say, inside the organization... Um, you are, I mean, client care manager extraordinary. You've been, you've been in client care for how long? Uh, almost eight years now. Holy shit. Eight years, man. And to me, you are the gold standard in that, in that operation. Now that's one aspect of who you are. I mean, amazing father, amazing husband. I haven't seen anybody as dedicated to their kids as you, I think since like Ryan, but at the same time, man, one thing that I really value is I value our friendship. You know, you and I, uh, we've been tight for five years now. Yeah great, amazing friend of mine, huge source of inspiration. Uh, you know, the guy that I started this fitness journey with, I mean, yeah. you and I fat out of shape, <laughs> shoulder to shoulder, 6am, three days a week. And now what are we doing here? What the hell are we doing here, <laughs> yeah. man? So you were my guy. Like yeah. you were one of the reasons that I wanted to get in, get in the gym, get in shape. And just again, man, like you pushed me, I pushed you, and we've been doing this for almost a year now, Yeah, you and I, like shoulder to shoulder. We've since created this little accountability group for you and I when we left personal training and we started added, adding people in, uh, the gym sluts. Yeah. So again, co-founder of the gym sluts. Yeah. And I got to say, man, like a, a dude that I look up to in, in many different ways. So here you are yeah, hanging out with me, man. I feel like I'm here with like a Elvis or something or like <laughs> fucking John Lennon. I appreciate that. So, man. so talk to us, man. You've been yeah. in real estate now eight years. Yeah. Take us back to day one. How did you even get into this industry? You know what? Um, so I, I went to school. I did, I did business in school and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. actually I've, I've, I've known Jason since I was like 10 years old. Right. And poor bastard. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, but I did work, uh, in a call center in like a sales sort of environment, um, on the phones when I was like 17 or whatever, Jason hired me there. He was a supervisor at the time. And, uh, so I, he kind of got to work with me and see me in that environment mm-hmm. in, in person, apart from just like knowing me. Right. Um, and then obviously I went to school, did all the business stuff and out of school, I, uh, I went out to, well, I was working for Shaw for a while and then I went out to Alberta and I remembered whenever I'd see Jason, he's like, you know, you don't have to go work out in Alberta and work in the oil fields to make decent money and stuff like that. Right. But, um, I kind of was like, yeah, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. And he was working in banking at the mm-hmm. time, right. He was trying to get me to come join him in banking. And I, I, I really thought about that a lot too, because I've always just really respected Jason and I was like, man, it'd be nice to work with him. And, uh. And then, yeah, it just kind of like I was working in Alberta as the oil industry started doing its thing, right? And so there was times where I was going back and forth to Alberta. Sometimes I'd be out there for like a couple of days. They would cancel the job suddenly and I'm like, you know, spending money just to be there. Mm-hmm. I was kind of at rock bottom financially just trying to like make it work to work out there and make things work for my family. We had just had our, our son uh, and he's and, uh, and, and I was working away from him. I just really wasn't happy. I, I was like, I got to get back home. So I started working, doing a, a, a graveyard shift at the mill, doing cleanup, <laughs> climbing up under all the machines, yeah. cleaning sawdust. And just, it was, it was terrible. Right. But, um, it was awesome too, in a way. Right. It was like, just nice to be back home and like wake up in the same house as my family and everything like that. And I was like, you know, I got to find a way to just make things work here, be here with my family. And like, I don't want to leave again. And actually had, um, a really good friend of mine pass away. I was on my, I was actually on my way back from his celebration of life. He was supposed to be in my wedding party and stuff. It was just a t- hard year mm-hmm. again, being at like rock bottom financially, all that. And then 
um, Jason called me on my drive back from, from that celebration of life. And he's like, Hey man, I, I got, he's like, what's going on? And I was like, well, you know, I'm just kind of coming back from one of my best buddies celebration of life. It's just kind of like what's going on. I was on the highway from Campbell river back and he's like, well, okay, maybe it's not the best time to, to chat then. Cause I, I kind of wanted to talk to you about an opportunity and I'd already been chatting a little bit with him about real estate and what he'd been <laughs> doing. Cause he had kind of just started a few months prior and, uh, and then, uh, I'm like, no man, actually it's not, no better time than now. I mean, time. I got a hour and a half drive ahead of me and nothing really else to do here. Right. And so Misty was actually in the car with me at the time. And, uh, so I had him on speakerphone and he started telling me about like how he wanted me to come in and, and kind of start building out the client care part of our, our team. And I was like thinking about it for a moment and my, my like dad brain and like thinking, I'm like, okay, can I really make a change right now? I was like rock bottom and all that stuff as much as I like my heart I really wanted to do it I kind of always wanted to get into real estate I'd done real estate courses in university and stuff Mm -hmm. Misty's like yeah he's in (laughs) and I was like all right man I'm in I'm in let's do this right like thank you for for speaking up because I could have easily talked myself out of it at that moment right and oh for sure it was definitely kind of where I I think I needed to be and it was just one of those things that happens in life you know you kind of um I don't know I feel like everything you do kind of, um, leads to things like that, right? Like obviously me having a relationship with him and him having seen me in the past, knowing the kind of person I am, I was on his mind to call for that. Right. Which mm-hmm. means a lot to me. And I, I never take that for granted. Like that's something I still always think back to that. Like he could call it anybody he called me. And yeah. so, you know, that's one of the reasons I take that very seriously. And that's how I got started and came in and we Jason was doing a great job because Jason's like you know he works a mile a minute he's like you know he but we didn't have like any real structure to what we were actually doing with our online lead conversion like he was just an animal on the phones calling people making things happen but we didn't really have a lot of systems or things like Mm -hmm. that built into place and so when I came in I knew nothing about real estate I was confident and comfortable talking to people on the phone i had no idea what i was going to be talking to them about even <laughs> like it really like we didn't even talk a lot about yeah. exactly what i was going to be doing until the day i got there yeah right and <clears throat> so yeah it was kind of like how it all went it was a bit of a blur and then i just remember kind of getting into the the role and being like okay i'm calling people talking to people just trying to have conversations and i had this little script next to me where he had like 10 questions that yeah. are good questions to ask and so I'd kind of just work off of that. And, and away you went. Away I went. Yeah. So what were some of the first processes that you guys set out to implement? Because client care for us is pretty standardized. Like mm-hmm. somebody can plug in there and within you know 30 days, like they're, they're right up there with you guys. So what were some of the things you guys implemented early on to make sure that department was successful? Well, basically when I came in, we just had a bunch of like leads in a database that mm-hmm. were using our website and looking at listings. But that was kind of it, right? And we had, like, I could see some people had been contacted and whatever. So what I found was in, like, the first few weeks of doing it, it was, like, I was talking to people, and then I'd be sitting there, like, typing out an email to each person, or I'd be writing out, like, a text message to send to them, each person. And I'm like, you know, the way I'm going to do better here is by being able to talk to more people in a day than Mm -hmm. I am. Like, every time I'm writing this email, I'm writing the same thing. Like, I got to have templates. I got to but I didn't really go to like the libraries that they had. I'm like, I'll just make my own templates. I felt pretty good in how I could write and everything like that. Right. So I just started making email templates so that when I called somebody and if I didn't get them on the phone, I could just send them an email real quick 
be right on to my next call trying to connect with somebody. I knew that was the thing, right? Mm-hmm. The more people I talk to, the better we're going to do. The more opportunities we're going to have. And this is like pre-chat GPT. This is pre-chat, right? yeah. Zinger would have lasted 30 seconds in that <laughs> word. Like I, I've gotten some emails from him and it's like, they're, 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 they're non-legible. Like they're just, <laughs> yeah. I was looking at a shopping list. He spelled steak wrong today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... So yeah, I love it. So you had maybe t- that's the kind of steak he wanted to get. Like maybe you're a, uh, a, a wooden steak. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a fucking Dracula or something. He's gonna stab you in the heart with a wooden yeah. steak today. So uh, so so templates, right? What other things did you find were getting in the way of you having more conversations? Um, I would say distractions is one too, right? Because. Mm-hmm. I'm a very social person, so no I'd shit. say this is like, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a very, I, I guess I am a social person, but like I can easily get into conversations. Like if somebody comes in naturally, and I think it's one of the reasons why I do really well at what I do is I naturally just like want to see how that person's doing. It's just kind of like where my, my mind goes, you know, Joe, how you doing, man? Mm-hmm. You know, what's going on? Or anybody, somebody new, it's like, oh, tell me a bit about yourself. Like I want to, I'm always trying, I don't know, it's just how I am, right? Always learning. So I think that's one of the things that really helped me in the role that I do but um distractions right so that's one of the things like in the office we always have people coming in and stuff so um when we first started we were working in like a little room where it was like Jackie myself Caitlin we were like chairs were like bumping into each other this little (laughs) small room we were working in right and so you know it's easy to get like into conversations and stuff like that so I think I found like when once we did kind of get our own space not too long after that and I kind of had my own like kind of like put me in the corner and, and with the computer and the phone and like not too many distractions. That was one of the things that kind of stood in the way. And so, um, but yeah, I'd say that's kind of the things, right? Like just inefficiencies and mm-hmm. then distractions. Those are always going to be things that will get in the way of you reaching goals or hitting targets or whatever you're trying to do. Love it, man. And, and then how long was it until we brought Mr. Joe Langdon in? Joe Langdon was about a year in. And, and when, same thing, like when when I first started in client care, it was like, I was going to do it for one to two years to just kind of get things going. And then it was like going to go out and Mm -hmm. into the field kind of thing. Right. And, um, and then same thing with Joe, like when he came in, it was supposed to be kind of like only for so long, but at that time, like it was a pretty busy market. We were doing really well with the lead gen. We were creating so many opportunities and it was at that time really just Jackie and Jason, like out there on the road, um, showing houses and doing all that stuff and like we were filling up their calendars like I remember sometimes it was like they were so booked for two days that we'd have to sometimes refer people off out of our off to somebody outside of our team just so they had a chance Mm -hmm. to get into the into the house or whatever they wanted to look at so it it was it was getting to be kind of crazy there where I couldn't really keep up with it all myself and so when Joe came in he was really just kind of like doing a great job at at client care. And, and I remember being like, Hey man, you should think about doing this like full time mm-hmm. with me, man. Like no, no rush to get out there. I think we could crush it in here. And we could like, we both had different kind of strengths and weaknesses and stuff. And he really complimented me while I complimented him well. And that's kind of how that happened. And I think <laughs> it was really awesome, right? Like for a couple, couple of years there, me and Joe just were basically in a room, just making things happen and creating more templates and drip campaigns and just really like leaning into it it's funny i remember when i started there was like four or five agents you and joe and one of the first things joe said to me he's like hey man don't get used to me because i'm going in the field been here for a little bit but don't get used to me (laughs) i'm going in the field (laughs) and i was like okay we'll see yeah we'll see we'll see 
So let's talk about annual production. Yeah. So, well, I guess number one, even taking a step back, how many leads do we have coming in every month? And how big is our database currently? Every month, we probably have, I'd say anywhere from, it ranges, but I would say somewhere in the neighborhood of, of 500 and, and 500 leads coming in. How do you guys stay, how do you guys stay on top of that? It's difficult, right? It's, it's because <clears throat> for me, sorry, sorry, I'm trying to clear my throat here, but for me, it's, it's difficult because we always want to make sure that people are actually mm-hmm. having a really good experience with our website, right? Like we don't really go at these leads like, oh, this is like a sales opportunity or something like that. Or like, like I totally don't have that mindset. I totally just separate myself from outcomes that way. And I make my number one goal for everybody coming onto our website, that they have a good experience with the website and that they find that, that they, they lean on our website to be the place that they can do what Mm -hmm. they're looking to do. Right. So, um, it's hard because we're really trying to stay in front of all those new leads really quickly at the beginning and connect with people and, and really make sure they're having a good experience. So it builds, right. It becomes this mountain. So then you have to start being like, okay, I can't talk to thousands of people in a week Mm -hmm. right or in a month even (laughs) like it's just impossible especially when you talk as much as I do and when you get on the phone with somebody and you're having a really good conversation it's like you're I'm often on the phone with somebody for 20-30 minutes having a great conversation we're building rapport we're building trust and all those things and we're really getting along so it gets really difficult to manage that that's where you have to start really focusing on okay I know I'm going to be on the phone a lot and it might mean that there's a lot of people I can't get to Mm -hmm. so I have to have text i have to have ability to text people i have to have ability to um <clears throat> email people and and send out you know communication that i can send to a bunch of people really learn how to like target my audience with different type of things uh, make sure that i'm getting larger amounts of people the right information so y- y- that's you know i think that's one of the things that it takes a while to really get good and comfortable at working in a CRM and understanding the tools and weapons you have mm-hmm. and actually how to use them and <clears throat> how long it takes for things to work too, right? Like I think a lot of times people will start giving up on things really Oh, for really sure, quickly. for sure. And, and, it's, and, it's, and it's almost like onto the next shiny object, the next shiny object, next shiny object. Yeah. So for somebody who's looking at building a client care department that's, I guess, somewhat mirrors ours, what are some of the first steps they should go through? I would say working in the CRM themselves, right? Because it's hard to, it's, it's hard. I mean, you, obviously you can get people that can come in and really can kind of grasp it and get on, get going with it themselves. Right. But it's a lot easier if you have an idea of Mm -hmm. a lot of those things. Right. And you can kind of like lead that way. And then, and then whoever you're bringing in as an ISA, I think you want to make sure that they do have a level of self-motivation right? It's hard to get up and want to just like call a bunch of strangers all day long and feel good about that, right? So they'd need to have, you know, the type of person that you have in the role is going to be important. But um, being able to like let that person know that it's like, okay, you're not going to be perfect at this. It's mm-hmm. going to take you a while to get really good at this and like figure out how you handle different objections, find your own style, um, find your ways of kind of working within and identifying like good opportunities that you have or people that are, are really taking value in what you're doing to help them. Uh, it takes a while, right? So also not having expectations that when you bring in somebody that's going to do this role that like right off the hop, you're going to start firing out a bunch of deals from mm-hmm. it. It could happen. Like I remember, I think the first deal I kind of helped set up was about three weeks in or four weeks in and I got pretty lucky on that one like thinking Mm -hmm. back right it was just like right time 
and those will happen if you're on top of it and you're calling people and, 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 and working hard. Right. But for the most part, most of what I did didn't start happening for a few months at least. Right. It takes time from the day that I talk to somebody. Most people aren't planning to do anything for three, six, 12 months sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, for anybody starting, starting the department, know that you're investing, you're going to be investing time in the beginning to like really getting comfortable learning, setting up tools, having conversations that are going to pay off in like six to 12 months. It's the same for any realtor that's out calling people and prospecting themselves with anything that's like sort of like an online lead generation system. It just, it takes time. The advantage is you get to people far earlier, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're not waiting until they're coming through open houses and stuff. You're, you're getting to talk to people before that, but you have, you can't, you have to know that it's going to take time. You have to think, okay, how am I going to nurture these relationships for 12 months if I have to, mm-hmm. right? So if you can help your your person that's in the role understand that and like know how to lead them that way, together you guys will you'll crush it. Love it, love it. So this year, how many how, how many deals are we going to run through Client Care? I think twenty twenty three. I think we're uh, we're on pace for around like a little over two hundred or something like Damn. that. Yeah. So ideally, what do you think your department can do? I think that we can. Well, now that we're growing, like for for one, we're growing. So oh, yeah. that's more. We've gone from ammo. like two to two to what six? Yeah, t- well, four licensed yes. and, and then two unlicensed, right? So it's it's good because we're able to kind of like now be like, okay, I'm gonna do this, I'm and you're gonna do that, mm-hmm. you're gonna do that. There's a lot of things that uh, maybe are better handled by an unlicensed person than a licensed person, right? So for myself being licensed, I can have different kinds of conversations than mm-hmm. our unli- unlicensed uh, partners do, right? So. So it's kind of nice. It takes some of the things that it's like, well, I shouldn't be doing that because I should be talking to people on the phone, right? Yep. So having having that, it frees me up to have more conversations. The more conversations I have, the more value I add for people, the more we can we can create these connections, right? So I think that we I think that between the four of us, we could easily push to get into that like 300 range from our department, right? Nice. With things really working well and firing. Shit, I hope so, man. Yeah, that's the goal, man. I mean, that sounds like that's a big goal. goal, right? I know a lot of people are like, what? What, 300, right? But I know we can do it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know you can. I mean, I'd be shocked come like 2025 if you guys aren't doing 400. Yeah. Shocked. Yeah. Shocked, right? I think we can. We've got Aiden now on the team, right? He's in, he's just a, he's like a compu- human computer, man. Oh, he's, he's a beast. He gives yeah. Freddie a run for his money, oh, I'll yeah. tell you that. Yeah, so it's, sure. like, it's great, right? Like we all have different things. Like I'm kind of like, they're definitely like far more like, um, systematic naturally the process guys they're process guys totally right and they really can lean into that and they can leverage that in different ways mm-hmm. and joe is like joe is kind of like in the middle he's really good at that but he's also got like a really great way of connecting and like and so does Aiden and freddie everybody's got that natural ability where me i'm kind of more like a organized chaos like i know what i'm doing <laughs> but i'm like just get me on the phone like let's just talk yeah. to people right and 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 i've got i know what i'm kind of doing but um for them they're probably like you know this is craziness, right? Like, <laughs> you know, you structure this and that, yep. right? And I'm like, you know, my brain just works differently. But um, together, though, we're just like a, an amazing team, right? And I, and I love the collaboration we have. Mm-hmm. We're all very much focused on our team, like on Sims, like just really, you know, none of us are very individual. And I think that's what's really great about it. For sure. And I, and I love how you've kind of, well, we've kind of like rounded out the team. we got process guys. We have people in the middle. Mm-hmm. We've got licensed. We've got unlicensed. We've got like, you know, 
people who are like people people, I, I guess for lack of a better term, right? Like the talkers. So everybody's sort of covered off. And the nice thing is um, it also makes for a very dynamic team. It's, it means you're always going to be taking care of the client, putting them first, but at the same time paying attention to those back-end systems. Mm-hmm. So where do you see the next, like what's the next evolution of the, the Sims client care team? Uh, that's a good question, man. I don't know because I don't. <laughs> I, I don't, stumped you. Hey? I don't think we need to be like. It's not like we we lack people now, right? Like I think one of the bottlenecks we had with the amount of leads and stuff that we had to try and handle was that there was so much of it that it'd be hard for any one human to be able to just like manage that effectively, mm-hmm. right? So, or two or three even, right? So like the now the number of people we have, we can really go into our database and really work it well. Um, so. I think it's really just us honing into that, right? And like really like defining our roles and just and 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 just going to town with it and, and just really working and, and nice man. Yeah. Well hey, I gotta say, ton of value here. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out. No problem, man. Nice to see you. Jamie Wicks, the man, <laughs> the myth, the legend, buddy. Yeah. So if you wanna learn more about what we do, what we do different, when can people tune in and check you out? Because you guys host a session weekly. Yeah, Wednesdays, one o'clock Pacific time. We do our lead conversion ISA zone type of call, and that's just really what it is—is is just for yeah. for people to join us. And I just encourage you guys to come bring bring challenges that you face that week, questions you might have, things you want to you want to know about. Because I try and come in with maybe like one thing that we're mm-hmm. one topic we're going to talk about, but leave it open for a while. Because what would happen in the past is people would just. I'd always be like, oh, this person wants to talk to you and, and go over some stuff. And this person wants to talk to you and go over some stuff. And there'd be a lot of overlap that would mm-hmm. happen. And so us all kind of being in one place, the nice thing is, is it's like, it's sort of like a community thing, right? Where it's like, I might not even have the best answer for something, but Somebody's on the will. call or some, or, or one of the other people that's just kind of like spectating and will have like a really great thing that they do for the topic that we're covering or the objection mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Right. So if you're going to join, Think about like, hey, what would I bring to this? What would be my one question I'd want to ask this week if I could? If you know, a lot of people get nervous to raise their hands in those <laughs> situations and stuff, right? Or don't want to have Love their it. cameras on, but yeah, for sure, man. Sometimes, uh, sometimes ISAs are uh, they can be kind of a quiet bunch, <laughs> no cameras, no mics. Yeah. But I gotta say, thanks again for coming. At, uh, thanks again for for popping in and hanging out with me, man. Like you I bet. said, major source of inspiration. One of my closest friends. Always a pleasure. If you want to check out more, if you want to learn more about Jamie Wicks and our amazing client care team you heard it you can tune in wednesdays 1 p.m pacific hit us up if you want the link and my guy ryan zinger will spell check it and make sure that it is out to you so <laughs> he'll ai it <laughs> he'll, AI, he'll ai it again you demand jamie later guys